The Gospel of the Lord. So last weekend at the festival, I had the opportunity to listen to a man who says he only gets to Mass once or twice a month. He said he just had higher priorities, like parties on Saturday evening or getting his daughter to the soccer game on Sunday morning. I cannot help but think about this man and many like him as I reflected on today's readings. A branch cannot bear fruit unless it's connected to the tree. That's just common sense. Jesus reminded his apostles of this truth during the Last Supper when he said he was divine and they were the branches. So they should always stay united to him. In today's gospel, Jesus' encounter with Mary and Martha teaches us the same lesson. Martha needed to learn that what we do for Christ has to flow out of what we are for him, loving and true disciples. Today's world, it's easy to overload our agenda with so many activities and commitments, even good and beneficial ones, that we lose sight of our real goal in life, to know, love, and imitate Christ more and more each day. Only that will give real meaning to our lives. Only that will enable us to help others find meaning. Only that will fill us with the steadily increasing joy that we long for. Jesus isn't saying that we shouldn't do things, serve others, work hard, and honor our commitments. Jesus doesn't reprimand Martha for her activity. He reprimands her for being worried and anxious about all those activities. She has become so caught up in getting things done that she has forgot why she is doing them. She is like a branch desperately trying to bear fruit by its own power. The result is predictable. Frustration, anger, impatience, losing her temper. Unless we are plugged into Christ and his grace, unless we constantly feed our souls with his words, unless everything we do flows out of our friendship with him, the one thing that's necessary, none of our actions, even the good ones, can bring lasting value. And only lasting value will bring peace to our hearts. St. Philip Neri learned this lesson very well. His holiness and good humor made him the most sought-after priest in the city of Rome in the mid-1500s. He was an advisor to popes and cardinals, kings and dukes, and also to beggars and bakers. One day, a young man came to him after finishing his bar exam. After years of study, the young man had finally made the grade and was about to begin a promising career in law. He was also courting a beautiful, well-known young lady. He was positively beaming with enthusiasm as he described his optimistic plans to Philip. First, he would take a respectable job as a legal clerk, and then he would marry his girl. St. Philip asked him one question. He said, and then? So the young man continued, explaining how he he would climb the ladder of success and raise a family. St. Philip asked him again, and then? At that, the young man frowned and thought for a moment. Then he started stammering about becoming a famous judge and having grandchildren 
but his enthusiasm began to wane. St. Philip smiled and peered into his eyes and asked him yet again, And then? The young man looked at the saint with panic and confusion. He had never thought that far ahead. He slowly walked away from Philip to think things over. The next day, he joined St. Philip's oratory, and eventually he became a holy and fruitful priest. Now, not all of us are called to the priesthood or consecrated life, but all of us are called to keep Christ first. Sooner or later, only the better part will remain. And if we haven't chosen it for ourselves, we'll be left out in the cold. The critical sign that we may be following Martha's footsteps a little too closely has to do with our prayer life. Not everyone is called to spend four or five hours a day in prayer, as the Carmelite nuns do. But every single one of us is called to at least have a prayer life. We cannot follow Christ if we do not love him. We cannot love Christ if we do not know him. And we cannot know Christ if we don't spend time in prayer with him. Prayer is what Mary did in this gospel passage. Taking our place at the feet of the Lord, teacher, elder brother, and closest friend. The one who loved us so much that he went to the cross for us. And simply spending time listening to him. We do that best at Mass. And Mass is the best prayer. Jesus always has something to say to us. He's always thinking of us. He's always wanting to guide us. And if we don't pray regularly and sincerely, we frustrate all those desires. We shut out the grace he wants to give us. As the Catechism says, prayer is a vital necessity. If we find ourselves frequently becoming frustrated, angry, and impatient in the middle of our efforts to do good things, maybe we have let ourselves become so distracted with all the serving, so caught up in the whirlwind of activities like Martha, that we have forgotten the reason behind those activities. Refreshing our prayer life is a sure way to remember. As St. Liguori said, those who pray are certainly saved. Those who do not pray are certainly damned. Just as Jesus renews his commitment to us in this Mass, let's renew our commitment to him. Let's once again choose the better part with all of its implications, with all of its benefits.